0: Well, good morning, everybody. So glad you could join us here online. And, uh, you know, it's times like these that we all just get together and we lean hard on the Lord. You're going to hear me say that probably a little bit later, but we're going to push in. We're going to lean hard on what the Word says and what God tells us to do. I've entitled this message, The Power is in You. So it's times like this that we're facing that seems crazy because everybody's out of their normal situation we're all out of what we're used to, uh, the routine, so to speak, and and what the common thing is, and how we get uh, to work and back. And now we're working from home or whatever the case is, and so people are scared, and you know they're looking for answers. Everybody seems to be, you know, seeing what's going on and how people are being affected, and so these kind of times uh, demand that we keep our perspective, and so just as my pastor, uh, Gary Cassie would say, just, you know, we just want to be positive. And so we want to keep a positive outlook because this is not going to be bigger than God. It isn't. God is bigger than this. And, uh, you know, it's just stuff of these kind of times where you go to the store, you can't get so many items. You can't just grab as many as you want. You're limited. And so those kind of restraints make people get a little bit afraid. So when limits are put on people... And they don't like that because they're not used to that, then they feel uh, threatened. And so it's the fear of the unknown and what comes next and what's gonna happen next and what'll happen tomorrow. But I will say this if you let fear in the house, it will rule the house. I'm gonna say it again if you let fear in the house, it will rule the house. But let's do like Joshua. Joshua said, As for me and my house, We will serve the Lord. Amen. Come on, somebody. So, we want to look at that and say, God, that's how we want our house to rule. We don't want it to be ruled by fear. So, once again, God is bigger than this. We will get through this. So, I just want you to take a deep breath. We're going to get through it. Uh, One of these days, you know, this will be a story we'll be telling our grandkids of how great God was during this time. So, He wants to step into your situation. That's right. God wants to get involved in your situation. So, The kingdom of God lives in you. If you're a believer, you love Jesus. I've asked him to be your Lord and savior. He's in you. And he uh, wants to have rule and reign inside you. Matthew states that we've been given the keys to the kingdom. Now, if I had a lock up here and had several different keys and, and there's only one that works on that, you know, we need to find out what that key was if we needed to get something unlocked. So we need to know with the kingdom of God, God has given us keys to the kingdom. He wants to step into our situation. But unless you and I, as believers, followers of Jesus, access him by faith, his hands are tied. Now that sounds kind of funny because that's God, but yet God gives us the ability for choice. So so not faith. We have to put our faith. I mean, we, we all need faith, but when I'm saying not faith in a generic way, but actually faith in God but faith in a generic way, uh, you know, really doesn't get us any results. So the faith that Jesus told us could move mountains. That's the faith we're looking at. The one that Jesus says, faith that can be defined as this, fully persuaded. How many do you know out there that are fully persuaded? I mean, they, they not only believe it, they, they live it. They believe it. It is part of who they are. I'm looking for fully persuaded people today. I hope that you're watching this morning. What did God say? Uh, What is the kingdom of darkness saying? Again, if you let fear in the house, it will rule the house, but I want God in my house. What does God say? So here's the secret. We all have a part to play as followers and believers in Jesus Christ. You and I have a part to play. And this is what it says. It says, I tell you the truth. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Matthew 18, 18 says, whatever you bind, so this is just another way to say this, whatever you bind on earth will be uh, bound, and heaven will back that up. That's pretty cool. Whatever we lose, heaven will back that up, because it is the faith inside of you activating the kingdom. So too many Christians, they're waiting on God to move in their lives, and really, God is waiting on them. He already gave them the keys and and so we have to put those in operation we have to choose by faith the just shall live by what by faith so we have to walk this thing out by using the keys of the kingdom heaven cannot do it without you god is looking for his people and so heaven's waiting on you and cannot move unless a man or woman of god who is in faith being in agreement with heaven that's important release that authority into the earth realm that's how things happen we're in agreement with what heaven says, faith, uh, and heaven, we and it's backed up. God says, okay, I got it. I like this because there's a group out there praying healing every day uh, seven, at 7.14 in the morning and in the evening. I put it on my phone. I, I encourage you to set an alarm at 7.14 a.m., 7.14 p.m., and actually on my phone, it's, it goes by five-minute interval, so I got it five minutes beforehand so that I'll be ready at 7.14 a.m. and p.m. But this is 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. It says, then if my people, now look at this. Here's some ifs, because we have to be the agent. Come on, we have to be the agent that's going to bring this into effect. So I want to give you hope today. This is going to be all right. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. That's pretty Amazing. So I've just put to never end at this point from 714 AM, 714 PM, I'm going to say prayer. Now you don't have to get all religious and it doesn't have to be, you know, a 10 minute, 20 minute, two day prayer, but just one that is, you know, it's amazing if you believe what you pray. Don't just say words, believe what you pray. And so, you know, father, I just thank you, God. We just humble ourselves before you as your people. We ask for forgiveness, Father. I thank you that this virus cannot come near my house and near my loved ones and near my church. I thank you, Father, that it'll be removed from my city and and you go you can just pray that however you want, but again, by using you, you are the agent and the authority that brings that in. If you do a history check, you'll find so many great things were born out of adversity. This nation just to name one. You know, freedom, there was a price for freedom and people Paid that price gladly so we could actually be celebrating today even by the internet. So anyway, I you know, just to encourage you, it's going to be okay. I love uh, people and that's God's, the true riches of heaven are not really, it's just people. That's his riches. And so I love people of all ages. I love children. I love, you know, people of all ages. I love seniors. Um, I spent a lot of time with my grandmother who helped raise me and, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time talking to her and she would tell me history. You know, there is a wealth of knowledge and people that have walked a little bit on this earth and done some things. And I just loved hearing her story. She'd paint a picture of this, this great city when, when I was, before I was ever born, this used to be here or this has been removed and this and this and this, and you can get a candy bar this big for a nickel. You know, now you can get a candy bar this big, but it's going to cost you a dollar, you know, that kind of stuff. But she would just tell me all of those things. And I stayed and lived with her for a little while. During my college years and that kind of stuff, while I worked back and forth from Cedar Point different times, and uh, but you know just to grab some knowledge from some folks that have lived through some stuff, been through some wars, and they've come out on the other side. I want to say that one more time: they've been through some stuff much harder than this, and have come out on the other side. And I'm not diminishing this by any means. So please, I don't want anybody to get offended. I'm just saying that uh, we need to just let's let's just grab onto God. And just take a deep breath. We'll get through this. It's going to be all right. Remember, the enemy wants to feel uh, or to give you fear and make you feel alone. He wants you to feel isolated. That's what he's into. The enemy is into isolation. When I was a kid, we used to watch Walt Disney World. I think it was like at, <clears throat> excuse me, I think like eight or nine o'clock. But right before Walt Disney World came on, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom came on. I remember Marlon Perkins and we would always watch that, and then we would watch Disney World. I just remember that since I was a kid. And, uh, you know, we would watch all these things from where the predators, the you know, the lions, the tigers, whatever, and they they would go after these, these poor wildebeests or antelope or whatever that were out on the prairie. But uh, you'd watch those, and the hyenas, you know, they'd go after. And what they looked for, the predators anyway, three basic types. They looked for the injured or the hurt they were not very mobile. They couldn't move very quickly. The young, they could not defend themselves. Or the old, that again, were maybe all three of those. They, they couldn't move as quickly as they used to or couldn't defend themselves. And that's what the predator went for. How many knows the enemy is a slime ball? And so the enemy is into isolation. Uh, and as a believer... We know we're never alone. God says he'll never leave us or forsake us. He's with us all the time. And God is into insulation. He is into his spirit being in you, you know, and and being able to give you strength. And greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And so looking just at that scripture alone, we can draw strength from the word of God. First Peter 5, 9 says, stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. And remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. That scripture is more real than what we even really want to admit right now, but isn't that true? It's great to know that God is still with us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. We are not alone. So I want to give you some quick thoughts for this morning, if you would. Just for the next few minutes. Here's our number one thought this morning. I want you to pray. We've already talked about 2 Chronicles 7:14 a couple times a day. You can quote that scripture and just pray a prayer with that. We need the people of God to uh, to unite together, there's power in agreement. So pray in agreement. What the word says in Matthew 18. We're we're, we're against this invisible enemy, this COVID 19. Let's pray against it. Let's just call it out and pray against it disbelievers. believers. So if one can put a thousand and two can put ten thousand. Imagine what we could do as we unite together. I got people that are coming to TLC that were here this morning in the parking lot in their cars, six feet apart. I'm sure, but just saying, God, you will have your way. You will see us through this and we will rely on you. We will lean into you. And I just give God praise for folks like that, that will stand up. So here, so we're going to pray in agreement. We're going to pray for protection. We're going to pray for wisdom. Uh, So, you know, father, we thank you for answers. How many knows we're going to pray for answers and wisdom, and we're going to use wisdom on what we can do to, to help put this thing to an end. Pray for leadership. We're going to pray for our president. President Trump doesn't need your bashing right now. He needs your support. He's the president. So pray for your president. Pray for your governor. Pray for the mayor of the city. Pray for your pastors. Pray for all that are in leadership. So just, and pray for your family. And here, most importantly, as well, as we're praying all of those things, pray, just see yourself doing those kind of things. And say, God, thank you for this. Thank you that we're through this. Thank you that your healing hand has touched this land. Thank you, Father, that I am completely healed, have been healed, and will stay healed. So I just thank God that He's going to send people like you and people like me, and all over this great nation, to rise to the call. Genesis fifty twenty says, "What you intended for to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people." You see, we're going to be the people that, there's people out there, they're more afraid than those that know Christ. And there's some that still know Christ and they're still afraid. And I get that because these are scary times, but boy, greater's he. Again, let's go back. I'm not going to let fear rule my house, but I'm going to let God rule my house. And so uh, here's our second thought for this morning. You will rise through this adversity, in other words, we just read that scripture, what what the enemy meant for harm, God will make and turn for good. I, I said last week, Romans eight twenty eight one of my all-time favorite scriptures, all things work together for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. It doesn't say, my friends, all things are good. It does say they'll work together for our good. And so, Father, I just thank you that I know that you are going to, in this situation, it will work out for good. I, we don't like the situation but father, we give you praise that you're going to help us to be, uh, to bring you glory and credit. So anyways, listen to what this is saying. We are going to walk this out. You are going to get stronger. You won't be a stumbling block. You're going to be a stepping stone. This won't be the end. This is going to help. I mean, you're going to have to change your perspective. No, nobody likes us. No, we don't know. You know, when is this going to, well, I, I don't know that, but I do know that God, there is no end. So I know he knows the end. Anything less than God, there's a beginning and an end. And so he knows all of that. So I'm going to trust in him and that. You know, years ago, I used to manage a fitness center and it had three racquetball club or courts inside. And so I didn't really, I lettered in tennis and played tennis in college a little uh, and played it in high school. And, um, you know, I didn't really know how to do racquetball, but I figured, hey, if I can swing a tennis racket, I could probably play racquetball. Anyway, wasn't very good. Learned how to play racquetball and got better and quickly developed and got better and better. And pretty soon I got fairly good at it. I remember hiring some, uh, uh, an associate that I brought in and I hired at my fitness center. And uh, honestly, he stunk at racquetball. He was worse than I was when I started, but he wanted to learn and he was uh, teachable. And so we played three times a week or so. And I showed him, you know, not like I knew a lot, but I showed him what I knew and we played and, and it was I really could not even break a sweat and beat him easily. But it didn't take too long, and pretty soon he would score a little bit. Then he would, you know, I had to put forth a little bit of effort, still would beat him pretty easy. Then I had to put forth more effort, and I didn't beat him as easy. And then I had to play pretty hard and still beat him. And finally, there's times he beat me. Why? Because what happened was is some of the stuff that he went through, some of that just turned into training, and he just got stronger. And he got good. He got better. And he was willing to say, you know what? His perspective changed. There's times he left a racquetball court totally defeated. I hate this game. Threw his racket. You know, I hate this. I'm never playing you again, boss. And I'd be like, I'd just laugh at him. He'd come back and he'd play me again. He'd be a little bit harder than last time. Let me just say this. Goliath ended up being David's promotion. Come on. Goliath ended up being David's promotion. The ark Noah built under major scrutiny ended up being a lifeboat. I'm just saying there's things that were born in adverse times. The march around Jericho became the gateway to capture of the city. A hard journey and trials of Mary and Joseph became the doorway for all mankind to be saved. Jesus was born then. The bleeding woman's journey from spending all she had and her adventure to just get out and just, if I can touch his robe, I will be made whole. Along John Silver's meal... Fed about 20,000 people. It wasn't really Long John Silver's, but you know, two loaves, five uh, five loaves, two fish, you know, or five fish, two loaves, whatever. It fed a lot of people. Obeying the voice of the prophet got a woman and a boy out of debt and she was set for life. She was able to get oil and sell it. Obeying and raising the staff as instructed made a walkway through the waterway where all Israel was saved. You see, it's things like this. This really, if our perspective changes, we have opportunity. Because God wants to speak to you, and he may give you opportunity for you to understand something that you've been waiting on, and for such a time as this, that God will launch you into your own business. We'll do something great. Maybe you'll start a new business because you're frustrated with what's happened or how this has happened, and you want a hand in your own destiny. You want to put your faith with God. Let me ask you these. What memories can you make with your kids, your grandkids? how can you tell them about the glorious delivering power of God? This is what God did. We stayed fast. We read the word together. What memorial will we be remembered for how God delivered you? This is how God made himself strong in my life because he's looking, listen, he's looking for agents, people that are called by his name that will say, yes, I will do what you want and heaven will back you up. I want to do the ways of the kingdom. You know, there are laws in the kingdom. And so as we just submit to Jesus, I tried to find ways that we could help our kids. Like Kim and I's kids grow up, you know, we did the the promise ring for the girls and and I took them on a daddy-daughter date and we made a big deal about it and gave them the ring, took them to a a nice restaurant and celebrated and, and explained what that ring was, that promise ring and how you're saving you know, yourself and, and uh, for the right fellow and all of those things. And this is something that I wanted to give to you as your father. And and I am your protection according to, you know, what you have right now. And obviously God over top of that. So we did all that. And it was, a, it was a wonderful thing. My boys, I have two boys and they were like, <laughs> dad, we don't want no rain. So, you know, I went to the Lord and said, God, I, they don't want a rain. How do I do this? And so the, the Lord gave me an idea to give them a sword. And so I told them, you can pick out any swords you want. And so they did, they, they picked out a sword. I bought them a sword. We did the very same thing. We had this father son time, but we had this presentation of the sword that they picked out. I purchased it and brought, they have these swords to this day. It was, you know, just something that represented that mantle of, of me being their father, giving that to them, the word, that sword, um, and, and in essence, the ring, the, the mantle, you know, you've been born in a household of God. We want to keep that mantle. So all of those things, you know, I, I've just been impressed at, at how God does what he does. Not that he has to impress me, but he's just amazing. And and he has connected us with, you know, our, our, our pastors, Pastor Gary and Drinda uh, from Faith Life Church. We love those guys. But, you know, I remember pastor telling me a story where, you know, as he's starting ministry and doing more things to help the body of Christ in the kingdom, he was given a ring in one of his services that somebody had given all they had. They gave this ring and there was in that service, it was a silver ring. He still has it to this day. There was a blue haze in that service. If I got the story right? Just the anointing that was on that by somebody just being obedient. It's amazing what God will do if he's, he's just looking for people like you and me, people that will say, yes, Lord instead of just saying what everybody else is saying. God is going to use people just like you that are believing, and they're not going to panic. And they're going to take a deep breath and say, God's got this, and I'm going to do what he's asking me to do so that everybody around me can see how good he is. Come on. Here's our number three for this morning. Trust and obey. Now, you're going to have to walk this out. Brett, are you telling me I'm going to have to trust? And I'm going to have to do what even I can't see. That's exactly what I'm saying to you. We can't click our heels together and, and be like in the Wizard of Oz and go, there's no place like, oh, I mean, you can do that. But I guarantee you, you'll still be there with just clicked heels. So this isn't MGM. This isn't movies. This is actually real life. We must use the authority given to us. You and I must use the authority God has given to us. We must not cower to fear. We must keep a perspective. We must keep a a calm. We must rest in the Lord. We must lean into the wind. You see this family around us, this church family and, and your family and your neighbors, really they're counting on you and I. Let me ask you this question. Will it be you? Will you be one that will say, you know, yes, Lord, here I am. Use me. You know, in a dark room where you can't see your hand in front of your face, I don't know if you've ever been out when it's pitch black at night or been in a room with no lights, no windows. But if you're in a dark room and a lightning bug, let's just say flew in that room, it's it's spring and getting close to summer. So we can all all picture that when we were a kid, we used to catch them. You probably did too in a mason jar and and they were so much fun to catch. Not really fun to smell, but that's another story at another time. But anyway, you know, you're out there catching, if a lightning bug flew into a completely pitch, dark room and the room was full of people all eyes would be on that light it doesn't have to be real bright it just has to be lit see sometimes we think we have to be a certain wattage and you don't you let god turn up that you just have to be willing to be used by the lord you have to just be willing to be shine just to illuminate what you have god let me be the light no matter how dark the world gets, be the light. There's it doesn't matter the age. Fear doesn't care about age. Fear doesn't care if you're a baby, if you're a toddler, if you're a teen, if you're middle-aged, if you're a senior. It doesn't care. You have to lean in hard to God. Father, I'm gonna lean on you. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. My house will be a haven for you, Father. No virus will come near my house or my dwelling. You need to be his light. You see, the enemy's doing the opposite. In that same room, he wants to get your eyes off the lightning bug, off the light, and get it onto the dark world, onto the dark room. You can go to different places and they'll tell you this and this and this, and this is in this pandemic, there are so many outbreaks and you find out that some of everything that you hear or maybe a good portion of it. I don't know even that for sure. If all of it is true or based on fact, or it's just hearsay. So it's news. They wanted to report it. I'm not saying don't, don't find out what's going on, but I am saying find something that's trusted and you know, that's true. Be wise And just again, no matter what you hear, I wouldn't base, I wouldn't listen to to the news more than I listen to faith, listen to the word. So get a good, get that in you first and foremost, get that foundation in there. So this is what I'm asking you, not just my TLC family, but those that are watching. If you're looking at the room and it's pretty dark, are you looking more at what you can't see? Or, which, or would you look, I'm going to challenge you to believe, to look for the firefly. Could you do that? Could you look for the bug? Could you look for the firefly, the lightning bug? in where it seems so dark, but there, there is a, a bit of hope. There is a light. We will get through this. We will get on the other side. But you got to hang on. You got to hang on. The Bible says the just shall walk by faith. And we walk by faith and not by sight. So the world has to see a way out before they believe it. They have to see things. I need to see this and need to see that. We believe that there is a way and we see it before it even happens. So you see, seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. I know it sounds like I'm quoting Polar Express, but they probably got that from the word anyway. So we need to believe it and then see it. Romans, it says to call things that are not as though they are. Luke 17, 20, 21 says this, one day the Pharisee asked Jesus, when will the kingdom of God come? Jesus replied, the kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. You won't be able to say here it is, or it's over there for the kingdom of God is already among you. I'm telling you, if you're a believer, the kingdom is in you. The Bible says righteousness, joy, and peace. And and if Jesus is inside you, that's the kingdom. His, His true riches are people. Here's our fourth one in the last, uh, well, I'm, I'm thinking it's getting close to the last, but let's let's look at this. I think I might have one more after this, but give credit where credit is due. Ephesians 3.20 says, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power, all uh, mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So now all the glory to God, his mighty power, this is how it's through that works in us, to accomplish infinitely more than we'd ask or think. The power is the key, the anointing that works within us. So it is how much that we will let God's kingdom, his power work in us. Greater again is he that's in me than he that's in the world. More than what we ask or think. I don't know what you're thinking, but if your thinking is more negative, we need to change that perspective. We will get on the other side of this. There is light at the end of the tunnel. We will come out and we will be stronger. We will make the enemy pay that he ever messed with us. So listen to me. Today, we will not live in fear. We will believe the word of God. We will stay positive. We will use wisdom and do our part. We will pray. We will rise to defeat this enemy, and we will do it together. We will trust and obey. We'll give God all the glory. We'll give him all of the glory. If I could put one more thing in here, and just quickly... As you're praying, if you're a spirit-filled believer, I want you just to pray in the spirit. Spend some time, just a few minutes a day to pray in the spirit. And I said it last week, in this time of, of all of this stuff going on, God could download an idea, a concept that'll change and rock your world. You'll be a light to those around you. You may be able to do something that you never thought you could ever do, but now's the time. It's amazing. So we need to change our perspective. Quickly, you know how an eagle gets its eaglets out of the nest? Because the nest of an eagle is is completely thorny and all of that. And so what it does, it takes all the soft things out so that the the baby eagles, they can't stay in there. It's too painful. So then they get out and they fly. Is this your time to fly? I mean, the world around you might seem a little bit chaotic. But in him, we live, we move, we have our being. Is he not the rock, which it just, it's just steady. Is he not strong enough? The Bible says in numbers, is his arm, it's not waxed short. He is able to meet all my need. That's numbers eleven twenty three. I want to pray with you this morning. And I'm believing that God is going to do something great in your life and that you will lead this service. And you're going to say, yes, he is my God and I am his people. And I will use the authority delegated to me By my heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Father, if there's somebody that's watching right now that says, you know what, PB, I've never had Jesus as my Lord and Savior, but I want him to come into my heart. I want him to be my Lord and Savior. Lord, I need that strong rock. I need to lean on him where I haven't had that ability. Instead of just leaning on people, if that's you, wherever you're sitting right now, I want you just to raise your hand and say yes to Jesus. We're going to pray this prayer. You don't have to be embarrassed just raise it and say, yes, Lord, yes to Jesus. So Father, with those hands raised, I know you see them all over this great city and even those places that aren't even in Marion, they are possibly even other states, but God, I thank you that you're answering those prayers. Let's say this prayer together. Dear Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for completely healing me of everything that I need. You've already paid that. I don't have to beg you for something you've already done. So Father, I just, by the authority you've given me, I receive it. I bind the enemy from doubt and unbelief. And Lord, I loose faith, and belief in my life. I thank you for healing loosed in my life. I thank you for protection loosed in my life. Father, that you put angels round about my, my habitation, my house, my cars, my family. Oh God, that you protect me in everything. I thank you, Lord. You are my refuge. You are my rock. And from this day forward, I'm going to walk this thing out and I declare it done now. In Jesus' name, I see myself completely free, and our community back to where you need it to be. In the name of Jesus, this all by the enemy will be brought to naught. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. Well, it's just been a privilege to be able to share with you, and we're going to give you a couple of announcements. So stay tuned because you know this is a change for everybody. This is a stretch. Everybody's being stretched, and with everything going on, you know I know many of you out there are saying, "I, you know, I still want to be faithful in my giving." They're going to tell you how to do that, and we appreciate that. We're going to continue to give God all the praise and the glory. God bless you guys. We love you. Stay positive, and uh, we'll see you here real soon.